little musical intro, you might know this one, Stu. Welcome to the East Show podcast with your host, Ed and Stu. My name's Ed, and your name's... Stu. Stu, Stu. How's it going, Stu? Uh, pretty good, Ed. It's been a nice break. No, that's the wrong way of saying it. It's been, a, it's been some Ouch. break. It's not been nice. <laughs> well, I've seen you a bit recently in person for my sins, so... Um, but yeah, it's been good. I had the first day back in the office today... Uh, one of my pals was in the office last week. Uh, for those of us down south, pals is just friends. Uh, one of my work colleagues was in the office last week. So I called him and said, are people wearing suits, etc.? He was like, yeah, everyone's wearing a suit. So I, of course, scrambled, got the, got the shirts iron, strolled in today, right dick, straight off the bat. But everyone's in a hoodie. <laughs> it's like non, it's not, it's non-uni day all over again. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the worst thing was I had a great spring in my step, putting the suit on. I like, oh, yeah, this will be good. And then you just feel like a plonker if you're the only one. And, everyone, and everyone's like, why are you wearing a suit? You got, are you meeting a client? You must be meeting a client. Otherwise, why are you wearing a suit? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just wearing the suit, right? It's awful. Were they your underlings? <laughs> or? No, these were like partners taking the piss out of me, my bosses. Okay. And then I did that thing where I thought maybe you were tonight. I, so I got up to about seven o'clock this morning. I thought I'll go for a run before work. Then had a really small lunch. Then walked home. Um, walked past my sister's restaurant on the hunt for some free scran. Thought that you might be bailing on this pod. So bought. So there was no free scran for my sisters. So I bought a packet of uh, a large packet of crisps. I thought I'd have a little nibble on while I was cooking my dinner. But of course because I knew I was doing this and I want to have my dinner after the pod, I've now rinsed an entire large bag of uh, kettle chips and what, a large beer. What flavour? Uh, mature cheddar. Not yeah. good. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. A lot, a lot of cheese they, dust in those Really ones. bad. I'm really surprised. I thought, oh, they look good. Pound, of course. Reduced. Uh, no, like, I don't even like kettle chips. That's the truth. Oh, I love kettle chips, but you know what the best flavour is? I feel you're going to tell me. Lightly salted, I think Lightly it might salted, be. Lightly salted, yep. yeah. Cause yeah, because the other one, the other one, the main ones, I think, is it balsamic and balsamic? And that was the other one. Like it's it, it's they they're great for a couple, but it's it's too much. You know, when you eat a whole bag, which I'm if anyone single. anyone listening to this so. um, podcast knows, we will eat we'll eat a whole bag of kettle chips. Well, I, well, actually, there's a few left, but I'm about to have my dinner. There's obviously no chance this, the bag survives the night because after my dinner, I'll be watching a movie or something. I'll think. Ooh. What you Actually, last dinner? night uh, I made a. So I've discovered this uh, <laughs> this sort of pre-made block of Chinese chicken curry that you can add to stuff. So I'm having what is essentially katsu chicken, homemade katsu chicken curry. Although it's not really homemade because the sauce is pre-packaged. Is the sauce liquid? No, it comes in a block, like a large. I can only describe it as it looks like about eight oxo cubes. Okay, because really I was looking for the powder and couldn't find it. Ended up buying like liquid you know just like chinese curry sauce basically that we all all know but i was looking for the powder that you get to then make that sauce so that's a bit different from katsu so yeah you, right, you touch pick... you sorry you can see you can tell the you can tell the up. eagerness lads lads or and lad, ladettes um that listen to this pod you can tell the eagerness from both both co-hosts so eager to um to um tell them about to what we've been up to interrupting each other so i'll, I'll let you speak Stu. 
No, no, I'll ask you. What have you been up to? Talk well, to you've you've dropped on a couple of good good topics there. One, dating or lack thereof. It's it's the crowd favourite. So what's been happening? You've, that's a month. I actually, so. I actually deleted all of. Well, as you know, but perhaps not all of our listeners know, I've recently decided to move down to the big city, London, to uh, chase my fortune. I see you're still emotional about it. So Sexual fortune. Well, yeah, employment fortune, financial fortune, sexual fortune, mostly sexual. Um, but um, so having done that, I decided to. Um, God, I just remembered something amazing. It's not a I sexual just, day. I decided I would delete all my profiles. Although I was rounding my friend, my friend's house the other night in Edinburgh. My other friend that lives in Edinburgh, and he was there with his. He lives with his partner. I think the fact that they, they call each other partner says it all, really. Um, Go on. And she said that she she had been trying to convince my pal, Johnny, let's put the name out there, uh, <laughs> what he should do to, to get more male friends. The way to get more male friends was to go on dates with men, but then tell them halfway through that he was just looking for friendship. That was her genuine suggestion. And apparently there is an app out there um, for this sort of thing. Well, that's what I said, but apparently there's something better. Not better. <laughs> <laughs> something, something more. And I was like, that's a bonkers suggestion. Um, so, yeah. Um, anyway, so you might try I that when you go down to London. Yeah I, might, yeah, I might try and go on some dates with men and then tell them halfway through. This is on. The, this is recorded now, isn't it? There's no freaking Hispanic. Uh, tell them halfway through. Why halfway through the date? Why give them... <laughs> Just if it was going a bit anyway, too well. Yeah, oh, this is, this isn't that bad. Um, so, yeah, but I'm looking... So, yeah, to answer your question about the dating, I've cancelled all the, the the apps. I will obviously get back into it once the pool's wide. I'm surprised, I mean, you're, not I did, I'm not surprised about, you're not doing some scouting. Well, I was thinking about doing... I think that I could just make up a Tinder and just go for two months of just raw, casual, you know, fun. But we all know that I haven't emotionally built for that, and I'll just... <laughs> You know, end up in tears. Well, do do it for the pod listeners. So I've, I, I'm not dating at the moment, but yeah, when I get down, when I get down south, I'll definitely, uh, probably day one, fire up the apps. I'm on to my second beer. Just had... I'm having a, I'm having a large Stella. Oof, Beach Baller, Gypsy Hill. I've don't think I've had a bad beer from Gypsy Hill. I love the, I love the can art as well, but. I'd not actually had a Gypsy Hill in quite a while. This was, um, I think, this was Beer Fifty Two Beach Baller, which I'm still, still on. In the beer 52. I will. I, yeah, I'll never beer. quit. I, m- most months, I think about quitting and then just just don't because at the end of the day, it's still still beer. It's more what it stands. Does it annoy you that the fact that they've made it difficult to cancel is like probably eighty percent of the reason that you've not ca- probably even ninety percent of the reason you've not cancelled yet. A little bit. Cause I, 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 I have, I've, cl- I've clicked the buttons and it's been like, do you want to have less beer? Not really. Do you want to have beer every two months instead of one month? Not really. Um, yeah, but the fact that they make you call them is just genius. And then they employ like one person. You can do it over email, but they, they basically say that you can't. But there's nothing you can do. They cancel your direct debit. Um, I did actually renegotiate my Virgin contract um, today. So that was that was a small win. Uh, nice. It was twenty eight pounds for hundred meg broadband, and my contract was running out, so it was going to go up to forty four pounds. Phoned up, um, 
27 pounds for the next 18 months so quids 18. in i did the same thing last year went from 28 i was going to go up to 44 but of course i'm going to have to cancel it soon I'm going to have to They've pay done at least you. two. Done you. I'm going to have to pay at least two months at forty-four pounds a month in order to have internet. Well, before I move out of my flat, so yeah, they've got me over a barrel. And it's not like access to all the information in the world could possibly be worth forty-four pounds a month. You know what a ripoff. Uh, to, yeah, so that's. I had to put my car into the garage. Well, it was into the tire shop, really. But like one of the tires definitely replacing, and I wasn't really sure what happened to the other tire. Like, basically, don't know the first thing about cars, but the, one of the front tires just went flat really quickly, like all the time. And I was sure it wasn't a puncture because it it just always seemed to happen on that that position, like regardless of the tire. And it turns out, lo and behold, it wasn't wasn't a tire. It was basically a really easy fix where they have to just um, cut off a bit of the rim, I think, and repaint it because yeah. <laughs> I had to basically just know nothing about job. cars. It, it was a rim job, thirty-five quid. Which um, when, when I googled rim job, that that seemed actually quite good value. So, so yeah, that was good. And now the cut the car works, so that's all good. One thing, yeah, we we glanced over, but this is quite a good topic. Non uni day. Did you have any? Um, it was most of it was fear. Um, sorry. <laughs> is non uni day a thing for everyone? I don't know if it is. I guess most What's most schools. When you don't, when you get to wear your own clothes to school. Oh, non-uniform day. Uh, oh, sorry, non-uniform well, yeah. day. Well, I thought uni is to me is like university. I've not heard non-uni day before. Uh, yeah, I had terrible fear every every time. It was horrible. In fact, one time I just went in my uniform and decided that, that was a better. It was better to get mocked for. It was better to get mocked for uh, forgetting that it was non-uni day than to get mocked with my clothes. So I just, Christ, that's I think bad. it all stemmed because, like, when I was in like primary three or primary four, I wore a Batman, uh, a yellow <laughs> Batman jumper, and someone laughed at it, and I was like, "Well, you know, it's Batman, and we're in primary three, but that was merciless." And I was like, "Fuck, right, got to get this right every week, every month, or whatever it is." I think the very first one I did in like P seven, it was like, at the same time, I'm going to wear like just a mad selection of clothes like a waistcoat and a tie and stuff and she was like yeah don't do that <laughs> so i thanked her for that insight and i instead wore more like a massive commandant football club puffer jacket which did did get some respect i think it was actually all downhill downhill after that there was a year where barcelona was sponsored by kappa and basically i had no real feel for nike adidas kappa lecoq sportif um and all those ones so i was like oh yeah that that looks really cool the sort of kappa symbols so i had a kappa top that i wore wore to school on on uni day one year and just got <laughs> bullied relentlessly for that for that day for, for wearing kappa because kappa is associated with um of course being a ned um in the west of scotland that was a good one there was another year where i had like a an all all reebok sort of cotton um you fairly went in for the sports gear, eh? Well, like, that, that's what you were. This you, a, you went full track, so mate, you enjoyed. No, no, no. Have a this thing. wasn't. This wasn't. Um, this was like the sort of soft, you know, more like uh, what we'd think of as um, these things that I'm wearing at the moment: stretchy pants, joggers. Yeah, but well, right. the other ones are joggers as well, though, right? Or are they? I don't know. Anyway, 
everyone else is wearing like the Adidas three stripes, and I, and I cruise in with the Reebok with with the cap as well, the full the full Reebok. full kit wanker. So that that was a bad one. Reebok's as well. never been good enough. It's and the problem with Reebok is it's not even it's never gone through its period of being so pish that it can now make a comeback. It's just like always been shit. Like have Reebok ever done a football top? Um. What about Reebok? Is it classics? Are Reebok classics not the iconic trainers, though? Is that not what Skinner talks about? Is it or is it something Skinner, else classic? Mike Skinner, yeah, it is. Simpsons. Skinner, no, um, the streets. Skinner. Let's put on our classics and have a little dance, shall we? So there's that. There's like Gola, because remember when Gola like um, man bags hey, were Gola popular made a for a while? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they made a comeback. So did High Tech, I think. Oof, Puma. I mean, there was. Humor, I love humor. There was a lot. Humor, retro though. So the other one I had, the other story I had, this was we went to army camp and I had um, poppers, uh, <laughs> not actual poppers. <laughs> Christ! Oh, right, that's getting edited out. There's, there's no. <laughs> I had a Lecoque Sportif, um, purple, purple, white, and green pair of like. Um, tracky bottoms that were poppers and it was just like i'd probably wear them now with pride because they were so garish but at the time yeah again relentlessly like what what are they um so yeah non-uni days good times good times it made me the man i was today and of course both of us then went through a, a phase i say a phase it lasted about 10 years of wearing hip-hop clothing oh, i was um, thinking about this yeah and used to go to the, like those random shops in edinburgh or like the hip-hop store in glasgow to just like Look through and see if there was like any any good quality hoodies or good sort of button up Carl Can I? I remember I had this one amazing button up Carl Can I top that was basically better than anything else I owned. I yeah, wore it was... all the time. Short short sleeve, black and grey sort of fake baseball top. I guess love that top. I'm I, st- I was wondering if I've still got my Carl Canny, um baseball cap with a little the black baseball cap with a little silver silver thing on the side. Because I think mm. all the clothes, apart from the Yankees top, I gave away. I mean, it's it's just mountains of FUBU. Because back in the day, you used to get, for a very short period, you got food, like good FUBU in TK Maxx. But yeah, it was that shop in Glasgow, like um, in the sort of Tron Gate we used to go to quite a lot. Did, <sighs> good times. Was, did, did you sell me the Yankees top and I then sold you it back? Was that a transaction that took <laughs> Yeah. Because you... When we used to go at clubbing, it was wearing all the hip-hop gear. And I had the Yankees top, top. which was the the ultimate, really. Yeah, no, I mean, it is, though. I mean, the ultimate ultimate hip-hop, or just the ultimate American sports top, the Yankees top. I'd buy one. It might have been when I left uni that I'd sold it to you. And then I bought it back. But I think after I bought it back, I basically didn't wear it after that. I wore it once. But it's, it still gets, you know, if I need to do a, a The buy point. a bag suggests that you regretted your decision. It was a sort of flogging. It's, it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's not had a day out for a while, that's for sure. Moving on, I was I was saying to you in a, a text today, um, so I was listening to this other podcast, this poker podcast, um, with this um, fairly well-known poker player, uh, called Matt Burkey and he was interviewing this young guy that was just up and coming he was about 20, 21 and he was already like multi-millionaire and he was talking about his sort of story about how he got into poker and he, from when he was now all the 2021 was that, that that for us is what 15, 16, 17 years ago right so the guy used to play Pokemon 
and they were asking and the guy was telling this story that's quite similar to our story from when we were kids probably more similar to your story than mine about playing magic and traveling and getting to see lots of different places and competing at a high level and he was really good at pokemon and that's how he got into poker and matt burke he said is the game he didn't know anything about the game he was saying is it similar to magic so two things i started thinking about when i was listening to this podcast was has have these games just become more acceptable and mainstream and also i was thinking how many trips we've been on with our sort of group of magic friends um they are magic but when i say that i mean a group of friends that play magic don't mean that they're wizards or they have special abilities themselves um do we do you think that they are people that play these games are more adventurous or do you think it's just that they're like willing to like travel just to play these games because i was thinking often when you go to these big tournaments when we go to these big tournaments you know in um various countries that we've visited um actually you don't see that many groups of people that are at the tournaments out and about having fun. It's more just in the venues. Yeah. And that's so why a lot I sort of, there. that's sort of why I fucked up a little bit when I played on the pro tour, because getting to the pro tour and just going on a really cool holiday to a cool place, you know, that was a win in and of itself. Um, you know, we're in San Francisco for worlds in 2004 or whatever. And it's like one in the morning and we've got to get up in like five hours and, Jules and um, I forget the guy's name, but they were basically just having a street fight <laughs> in San Francisco. Um, so yeah, that that was a particular low point. What are you saying? You regret the fact that you didn't take the magic more seriously when you went there, or that you didn't go and just sightsee and chill out a bit more? More which which side do you mean you regret? Uh, well, the first one primarily, but both in so much as we probably did neither. Like probably got wasted didn't see the sights yeah. and bombed in most yeah, of the yeah. tournaments so it's like the worst of both worlds all you see is a conference center for th three or four days and you don't see the the other stuff but having said that some of the greatest stories ever told are based around those those nights out like and that includes the bible so well if anything pro tour nice the last great pro tour um is is better than the bible very much 12 disciples um Jules Jardine, David Grant, Douglas Penman. Um, You'll never get to twelve. You fuck I'll get. I'll get. I'll get to twelve. I've got, I've got a photo if I need it. Put it in the cliff notes. Put it in there. Yeah, we'll, 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 yeah, just put it in the cliff notes. But yeah, edit it in at the end. Those night, those nights out were absolutely legendary. But I remember that happening with a GP once, where Granty made top eight in Birmingham. I think it was, and obviously everyone was having a massive night out on the Saturday, and then I think Dave. I don't know what he did. I don't know if he went home at one or three or something, but he was still pretty hungover and he had a good matchup apparently, but he'd never tested against in the top eight and he, and he lost it. And then he was getting interviewed and it was just like, why don't you, why don't you, you know, take it seriously? And I don't know what he said, but what I was, what I was saying was like, you can't put a price on, on a night out with, out with, with the legends of um, UK magic. You're David Grant's, you're, you're Neil Rigby's, you're Johnny Chapman's. Still just six names you've named there. <laughs> well, they, <laughs> those other two weren't even in Nice, so. Yeah, well, I've, of course, I've never played on a pro tour, so. That couple, came close I'm, a couple of times. Came close a couple of times. I never managed to quite get over the line and win a PTQ. The last um, PTQ lost in the final. I think we talked about lost it on the, the final, the last PTQ. That's the way you should go out, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was just interesting. I just was thinking because I was thinking how 
people that play these games. It's like the, the kid that was playing Pokemon in the poker podcast. You know, obviously he's travelled all around America and the world playing it. And then you think, oh, what a cool thing to have been exposed to to get to go in these little. Like I don't really think of a four or five day city break as being a big deal. Whereas I think a lot of my pals that don't play Magic are like, uh, you know, you get kind of stressed about the idea of going in like it, like it's a really big deal. Yeah, you don't do think about it. If if you're if you're a magic player, you don't have to. You don't think about it. Some of it is just you get locked into the competition. Like I need to try and do this, win a GP, then I'll be doing it up to this next level. Da, 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 testing yourself against the best players, all that sort of stuff. But once you've done a few and you see how much fun it is, because even if you are taking the tournament seriously, you're still going to have a few beers the night before. You're going to have a a big one on the Saturday night if if you don't make day two and that sort of thing. It's still going to be an amazing time. But there's always going to be people going out on the Saturday night if you don't make day two i mean as what used to happen when we had our sort of renaissance at the formation of the bansian was that it was me bloody making day two and everyone else going out partying hard and i'd be like carrying the can having to play day two like horrendously hung over but um the ultimate humble brag but you know team captain <laughs> so there we are Unbelievable. um yeah so i think once you do it you know, see, it's relatively easy, addictive. You don't think about it, and you do it, and then, yeah, you see how good it is. And the other thing is, these these are always coming up. Like you can look at the start of the year and be like, right, I can go every month or every two months. You can pick like an amazing city in Europe that you can go and visit and and play Magic for a couple of days as well if you want. I mean, it ended up getting to the point where we didn't even want to play Magic. We just go to like utrecht and because we there was lots of other people we knew there we'd have a good good time with them and and then we maybe pop into the venue a bit and that's why eventually it just became hanging out with mm. um the other our, yeah, the pals that we've made last, through gaming the last few that we did i think the side events were so lame that it detracted from the enjoyment a little bit there was a few i've been to where i just did the side events but they were really good side events and i enjoyed it like the chaos drafting a lot more Whereas the last few that I've done, I was like, it was completely overpriced and the chaos drafting was rubbish. So. Yeah, the overlay was amazing. I mean, it doesn't feel that long ago that it was like GP Birmingham or GP Liverpool where you would got your revised booster if you won a, won a draft. And they also had like, I played in a hundred quid revised, you got a revised starter and maybe a revised, I think it was just a revised starter and like, like six other random boosters, but... Even at the time, a revised starter was worth more than a hundred quid. So there were people that just sat down and didn't open their their starter. God knows how much they're worth now, but but that was that was ask, good. Yeah, how much do you think that's worth now? Like five grand, something like that. No, no, no. Like I don't know. I honestly don't know. Maybe four or five hundred quid. A revised starter. Yeah, it's not. Oh not really? That just all right. Okay, I'm not really fond of this, but this was only I would say four years ago. It, I mean, it could be more. It doesn't feel that long ago. Um. But the other thing is, so these things are there; they're on a plate. Whereas, I guess if you're trying to organise a weekend away with your mates, it's a bit, it's a bit harder. It's more like, fair enough, we're still organising with people we know. But at the same time, you could go and still meet lots of people you know if you went to this GP. Whereas, if you're trying to just organise like a lads' weekend, you're probably only doing like one of them a year, right? It's different you if you're single, and you maybe just like you could go on a few city breaks and just like find like a different mate to go with and that sort of thing. But like, yeah, but I wonder if the fact that the GPs are preset, like you can't pick the destination, just makes it easier. You know, like if you immediately introduce the the differential of where should we go, people yeah, yeah. are like, they start to be like, oh, I don't know if I want to go there. Well, that sounds lame. Yeah. 
yeah, it focuses the mind definitely. So yeah, I don't think people. I don't think they're more adventurous. I think some some of it through playing and just like the road trip is the best thing. So just being used to the road trip and like, you know, when you go on holiday with people, the anticipation and the traveling bit is like part of the holiday, right? Yeah, well, we're, we're, we've got a trip coming up soon, don't we? But it's in Scotland, so we don't really have the road trip. And I'm quite jealous of the guys that are organising the train journey up because that'll be good fun. Yeah, but the anticipation of meeting up is really good as well. From Yeah, with most of them, yeah. Some of them <laughs> take a leave. Just okay. the ones that are listening right now. <laughs> so, couple of, I mean, there's there's been so much. A couple of other things. Food. As you know, I bought a smoker, um, a Pro-Q XL, smoked a couple of porks in that the weekend. It took forever, but they turned out, I was happy with how they turned out, but definitely what got... were they tasty? Well, one of them pulled, the other one, maybe only a quarter of it pulled, so I just sliced the other one. I've not actually had any of that one, but yeah, I, I was really happy with how they came out as far as the sort of level of smokiness and the colour and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I do have a lot to learn about the fuel and controlling the heat and that sort of thing. Uh, the other one, I don't know if we talked about this on the pod, but I went to this Jimmy's Fried Chicken place. Okay. It was, I mean, it's a bit pricey. And it's, it's very, like, seen, because, like, someone on... I'd, I'd known about it, but then someone on TikTok basically mentioned it, this Instagram account called Eat in Edinburgh, and they said it was, oh, this is the best fried chicken place in Scotland. So I turned up, and a few days later, on, like, a Friday afternoon, and queued for, like, over an hour. There was a queue of, like, 50 people, and it's been like that constantly i mean it is good though and yeah just really into fried chicken at the moment although the markup on it is pretty pretty insane um well they've just opened a new place right around the corner for me called whole fried chicken that's what she said okay and it's just opened i think like two days ago maybe one day ago and what is it ho i don't know i presume it's like proper fried chicken on the bone yeah right so korean style it's difficult to say, but yeah, I'm hoping it's because you've also got Bip and Bab just around the corner from you, and at the, you've got loads of fried chicken places, but like more, oh, yeah. more like the Asian style rather than the sort of you know boneless. I'm looking at their milk. their menu right now. You can get a fried whole chicken, twelve quid. Black meteorite fried chicken, all twelve quid. Honey whole fried chicken, coke whole fried chicken, plum sour fried chicken. Yeah, but and then is, they go into their ham, Hamburg series. How how is I a whole chicken? Chi- is that not defeating the purpose somewhat of it being fried? That I don't know if that like, means that it's going to be like a whole. It'd be interesting. I think what it might mean is that it's um, they chop it up. Yeah, yeah. Also, they're saying they're not currently accepting orders, so that's interesting. But I'm definitely going to check it out. It might be one we can check out if we are. When I see no you next. spoilers, of course. But yeah, if we're in Glasgow anytime soon. Okay, great. Um, do you need to go soon, or should we, we do a little bit of TV? You can do 10 minutes more, yeah. Right. Beer. TV. I watched The Terror. Okay. Ridley Scott. Amazing. You've got to pay attention. You know, It's like, it's tense. It's, it's just like gripping. But... You know the way things are these days. It's very easy to switch off for like five minutes and just realize you're looking at something on your phone, that sort of thing. But it's it's proper immersive to the point where I think there's. Ten- it, do you mind me asking? Is it is it, is it uh, subtitled or something? No, no. But oh, it's yeah. just like it's like What's it's, it just, on? it's a uh, BBC iPlayer. 
Um, I think it what did start on AMC or something like that, but it's is a, it scary. Yeah, a little bit. It's a bit. It's a bit like the thing, and it also has all the sort of naval side of things. It's it's more on the naval side. I don't know what it is, but I just love pirate stuff. Um, but <laughs> it's like it's sort of like a it's a it's like a psychological not thrillers maybe not the right word but psychological slash horror um but heavy on the psychological stuff like imagine a, like a ship a, you know people getting shipwrecked in the middle of nowhere and how that plays out you just imagine the terror yeah um I, but the problem is and I, I know that you know this about me but i'm a shite bag when it comes to these things like i can't imagine that after you've watched something like that if it is scary you're glad that you've got a wife that you can then just be like chalk to or like calm down a little bit. If I've got to like pot around the flat on my own and go to bed, I'll just be like, I'll just, my imagination oh, is right, going okay. wild. No, it's, you know? it's, it's not, I don't think you'd have nightmares about it. I think it's more just like, it's kind of just like agricultural and pretty brutal. Um, although Ala couldn't actually watch the last three, three or four episodes because it, it was just pretty intense and pretty, pretty graphic but and the other thing is it is 10 hours so it is it's it is a it's a lot as far as like an assault on the senses but i definitely definitely recommend it and then the other one we're watching at the moment and we're going to go and watch some more of it tonight is the morning show which, oh yeah you said to yeah. the apple one it's really good it, i mean it's it's about a tv breakfast show in light of the me too sort of scandals and it's got Steve Carell in it and Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon, and it's just it's just it's really well done and it's really interesting because there's lots of different characters and they all you know have different backstories and different sort of motivations and yeah it is actually just super interesting and, and pretty gripping. And then the other two that I've watched in the meantime, Brooklyn Nine Nine. So I finished. I don't think it's a series. I, I saw the last episode that's available, which is the thirteenth. So I think they've Netflix have just done it. Uh, in, I I watched that in yeah, two parts. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I'm worried I'm going to end up having to watch Superstore, which a lot of people are saying, oh, it's not that bad. But even FPL Partridge came out and said it's not that bad. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it is that bad. This is the thing, though. People say it's it's an easy watch. Like I don't have time in my life it for, gets for an easy watch. It starts okay. terrible. Okay. That, that's what not, I've heard. Because like Parks and Rec, better, you can argue... It's just very watchable. You can argue yeah. Parks and Rec's doesn't start amazing i hate i hate confession time i hated parks and rec the first series i was just like this isn't funny i could not stand any polar and then as it went on and when i finally properly watched i was like oh no, this is actually really good yeah once yeah. you get into all the other characters as well but like, there's so that's so much more than an easy watch like it's it's brilliant this oh yeah, parks and rec is nothing like superstore though but Superstore, to me, I would say... I mean, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is funny. It, it's definitely better than an easy watch yeah, as well. It's the definition of an, an easy watch, though. It is. The, 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 it it is. Um, but it's funny, right? I mean, I guess the US office... The US office is obviously better than an easy watch as well. But that, that sort of thing is so popular these days. Like People would no. rather watch Parks and Rec, US office, you know, for the 10th time, Arrested Development a little bit, or that's not... I don't want to say that's an easy watch. Um, no, it's not an easy watch. I don't, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think the office either. But well, definitely U.S. office. Definitely not. U.S. office. Yeah, I don't think. The, I don't think like seasons three through five are not easy at all. 
with the Nard dog. It's like it's, he's still got some really horrendous Michael Scott awkwardness that is not easy to watch sometimes. It's not like just like stick it on. Like sometimes you're just like, oh, don't do that, man. Please don't say that. Okay, like but it's an that. easy watch. Like, is that like you watch Superstore, you go out of the room for five minutes and you don't care that you've missed some of it? Yeah, absolutely. Right, that's Brooklyn fine. Brooklyn Nine the quintessential easy watch. No, no, but, but I, you don't want to miss any of yeah, that yeah. because it's genuinely too funny. That's what I mean. So yeah, I think I think I agree with you. Brooklyn Nine Nine is a quintessential easy watch, but then it seems like we're saying easy watch has a bit of a you don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. Connotations I often to go it. and go to the kitchen while Superstore's on and rather than just press pause on the TV, I just yeah, <laughs> yeah. play. To me, <laughs> that's why I'm saying I don't have time for it. Like, you know, with kids and all the rest of it, I'm, I have maybe an hour a night that I can dedicate to TV. Um, you know, half an hour max with, with a comedy. Maybe it's like an hour of something serious in comedy for half an hour. So, yeah. I, I preferred Workaholics. The other, I mean, the other ones that sort of fall into the easy watch oh, I category. Some of okay. It's a bit more edgy. I, yeah, it's 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 more fun. <laughs> Smiles more um, than than um, Superstore. The other ones that come in that sort of easy watch category are like the Good Place. Not seen that. Okay. Um, Is that not quite a serious show? No. I mean, I'm rewatching The West Wing for like the eighth time right now, so. I mean, the good places. It's it's a bit like Parks and Rec light. It's just they just riff. I'm thinking of the good wife, or, or a bit like Arrested Development. They just riff on the exact same concept, or like a bit like Archer, which is just the fucking same joke over and over again. They just riff on the same concept for however many series it is. The good place, um, and then the other one would be Shit's Creek, which I watched again a couple of episodes of, and people say is amazing, but. It's definitely not amazing, and I didn't even watch the final series. I just get so bored of it. Okay, it, it gets way better after the first. The first season is garbage. It gets way better after the first season, but it's not funny. That's the that's the difference between Shit's Creek and Superstore. Superstore is, it's Shit's Creek is trying to teach you something, whereas Superstore is not. It's, Shit's so Creek it, is trying to teach you about trying to be like uh, more compassionate, and it's trying to teach you about. But it has uh, jokes. It, I mean, they're definitely trying to lay it on thick in Shit's Creek. It's not funny. But they're not jokes. They, they are trying, right? I don't think they're really trying. It's called Shit's Creek. I mean, <laughs> well, that's the joke. I mean, okay, I've, I've not, I've, I've only seen a couple of episodes, but I guess that's reassuring, given that I probably will watch some more of Superstore. That you're saying Superstore actually has, you know, some jokes in it. Like there is funny bits about Superstore. It's mainly the the, the fat woman. Yeah, there, oh, there well, it is. I've said it. Dina, Dina is the best character, probably. Okay. Are you? That's what I think. The other one I watched yeah. was Pulling. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm low-key obsessed with Aisling B, as I've told you before, and Sharon Horgan. So, Pulling is on the BBC, and it was one of the first things that Sharon Horgan did. Who's the Irish woman from Catastrophe? Oh yeah. Uh, I've not it, watched any TV. The, the only thing I've watched recently is the Mor- did, you, did you watch that Mauritanian the Amazon movie? No, that's good. It's a hard watch, but it's good. We watched the game because everyone was raving about it in WhatsApp. We watched that a couple of nights ago and really enjoyed it. That, what's that, Michael Douglas? Yeah, yeah. That's I felt like I'd end. seen it. I felt like I'd seen the ending before. I don't know if this is just a classic. I'm yeah. sure you have. I I, I knew how it was going to end, bollocks, but. 
I don't. I don't. Well, I, don't I don't think, think you could I've ever predict it. that ending, but I don't know. But it, the ending seemed pretty, pretty iconic. Ending. Yeah, yeah. But it seemed. It's. I don't know. In modern, but in modern day standards, it seems like quite a predictable ending. But maybe not. It's just basically like the double twist. That that's all it is. Oh, it's a cool movie. It's it was a cool yeah. concept, certainly. It was gripping. Uh, like we were on the edge of our pretty, seats. Pretty dark bits in it when they're like running around the house that's got all the spray painted walls and all that. The people in the ghost, uh, the cloud mask is like, yeah, it's, it, t- it takes you places. That movie. They don't really make movies like that anymore with, the, with like a list, the mega stars of the time. I feel like the megastars these days all are in franchise movies. Well, we've just had the Oscars. Let's leave that another pod, but... Um, oh, let, yeah, let's, because that, that, we could do an Oscar special. I've not actually seen all the results. But Although we're doing we saw... this via Zoom, which they wouldn't allow. Oh, so... political. Okay, we'll leave, the, we'll leave game in chat for next week, because I know you've you played a few new board games. But before you go... Um, just to satiate the listeners um, after the amazing uh, discussion we had about Greg's so just to put you on the spot and this is just a small one, this isn't like a let's run through your favourite Indian just putting you on the spot you go into Boots what is your go-to meal deal? Okay um, I had a a Boots meal deal today but I'm just going to work if it's my go-to definitely a bottle of iron brew extra it's definitely a salt of caramel for full protein bar wow that's easy is that uh, when you're on a health kick no that's just the most delicious chocolate bar you'll ever get but and it's low calorie it. no it's not low calorie all oh, right is this one of the things where they call it a protein bar and it's just yeah, it's, it's just a chocolate protein bar. bar it's just so good i recently i've been getting the blt and i've been loving it and that's what i got it today if I'm really not giving a shit about my health, I'm getting the Southern Fried Chicken Wrap. Okay, okay, yeah, I don't, I don't I mind did, like a hoisting duck wrap, but they they do stiff you, especially in boots. They stiff you on the the duck. What's yours? Um, if I was doing it, because I used used to you know travel to London quite a lot. In my previous job, so you used to get a little boots meal deal for the train if I wasn't in in in, in first class, um, and I'd probably get the three the three chicken. So oh okay three ch- oh sorry I take it back if it's all in let me revise that it's the B- it's the single BLT the single chicken salad the single prawn meal. Is that the combination? The yeah, that's the triple that I want. I think I think that's what I go for. There's also the other one that's like the triple chicken, and you get chicken mayo, chicken and stuffing. Yeah, chicken and bacon or something like that. But you always they yeah, always yeah. throw in a BLT, and the BLT because because of the the problem with the tomato being on bread and that sort of thing, it's it's always a bit of a, a danger for me. And usually, I'm looking what, for what's value. What's tomato on bread? It, I don't know. Just. Tomato, it can be just a bit manky, like you know. The way you makes, said, makes, I thought there's sort of there's a danger, like an allergy or something. But no, you just it's a bit soggy. It's just the cu- it's the cucumber issue. It makes the bread soggy. Because if you if you have a proper BLT or club sandwich style, they toast the bread right, and that's that stops the the cucumber or sog. or yeah, the stops the sog. Um, Historically, I'm I'm going for value for money on the on the side, so I'm I'm you know I'm I'm up to my one pound thirty five, five max on that. Um, but what I do quite like, 
I mean, yeah. Usually, that's that's the variable. There's not there's not one one thing I'll choose. It used to be back in the day you could you could get like a little little sushi something something, but then they made them a a main course. Um, so usually it would be like a. I don't know if it's Muller Fruit Corner, but they have they had something like that. Oh no, it's not. It's the it's the Muller breakfast things. So you can make your own little yogurty, yogurty sort of crunchy breakfast. Um, yeah, like an like with oats and that sort of thing. And then drink. If it was a workshop, I'd probably go big water. Yeah, the naked smoothie. That is my prediction. I know, folks. I know. It, it was <laughs> if it, if it was, but then other than that, I'm looking at some sort of vanilla smoothie. Um, but price is good yeah but recently with the meal deal going up to sort of 350 or whatever it is yeah i'm 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 also quite a fan of getting the double sandwich the double um so you go like for the one pound sandwiches so you go maybe a tuna mayo sandwich plus a you know cheese sandwich you just get that rather than a meal deal yeah yeah i've done that the chicken meal sandwich for pounds excellent yeah a lot of mayo, not All so right, much chicken, but yeah, but it's a good sandwich, right? It's ours. Yeah. On that, on that bombshell. Oh, we could ne- next time we'll talk about the football. Uh, we can talk about uh, the Premier League's uh, uh, new introduction of a f- the, the, their Hall of Fame. Have you seen that? Yeah. I think they were the best two choices to begin with. I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter. All from Man U fans disagreeing with it, but no, no one that is sane or rational have disagreed with those two picks. Oh, yeah, gigs. he's biting his tongue. Gigs, gigs over on re surely. Well, they can't see the face that you just made. It's a podcast. <laughs> not for me, not for me, Clive. I mean, someone that dominated. Okay, fair enough. But well, let's look, give, give, give me ten his, seconds did, of justification. Henri did his best work. Uh, well, he was good at he was good at Arsenal. Fair play. But I think Giggs. I think if I think if Giggs hasn't just been done for hitting people, there's a there saying, is a little bit of that. But the Man U fans complaining about it, and it is this: it's the the Goldbridge guy. They they're going on about it, and it's just like these man you players will make it in like obviously Rooney's going to make it into the Hall of Fame within five years or something people are like oh well they should have made it five people a year like the whole point of a Hall of Fame the biggest fuck up you can make in any Hall of Fame and I say this even though it's primarily sort of a US sports thing but I I, I, know, I know, my, know my way around a Hall of Fame obviously there's um, the WWF Hall of Fame which has way too many things in and there's the Magic Hall of Fame which probably has too many things in as well they did have a voting section in there is where you had to meet a certain standard before you could get into it like a certain percentage of the votes which is why Pakula I don't think made it in um, but the key is to keep it exclusive you, you never want a hall of fame for someone to sneak in and just be like oh yeah but I think it should be done chronologically like so I get why Shearer's an existing all-time goal scorer I don't really understand the argument for Henri at this point the next person that's being nominated is Cantona I think Cantona who is new but fair enough but he, I what do you think, mean nominated he as in he's front runner for next year or he was close this I year that, uh, I mean he's a nominee I don't know exactly how it's working I'm I wouldn't really have hated I wouldn't have hated Cantona it depends it, it depends how much you're picking it on the individual player or how much you're picking it on the overall pr- 
Premier League, right? Because clearly, hate to say it, but there will be a, a Man U bias if it is a Premier League Hall of Fame because they've, you know... They've won the most. Yeah, but also, I don't know if they've... I assume they have won the most, but they, they're also there. Of course they've won the most. They're, they're, they're at the start. They're the first sort of dynasty of the Premier League. But you, you don't punish them, though. That's why I don't understand. No, no, but you don't. You don't just give the entire squads a medal just because they're part of it. Yeah, like to I, me, Henri is a better player than than Giggs. Like Giggs is partly phenomenal because of the longevity and because he changes position. He's a brilliant footballer, a good football mind. But notice that you're staying clear of Shearer in your little comparison here. 260 goals in I, 7 billion games, you know. Great. No, Shearer's... But, Shearer's the, but if you think about... Giggs potentially doesn't get into an all-time Premier League eleven. After, if the formation is 4 4 he definitely gets into Yeah, but I'm saying potentially doesn't, whereas Henri and Shearer are complete locks. Shearer's... Obviously, uh, Cantona doesn't get in either, but then Cantona's getting into the Hall of Fame for different reasons. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I've not I looked into it. Against, I don't see the argument against Giggs. If you're going to put someone like Cantona, who was fairly short-lived in the Premier League, fairly short-lived as a professional footballer, actually, um, and I don't see how you cannot have Giggs. No, you yeah, you can. Of course, you can have Giggs, but some of it is like he's a he's a clearly above-average player with longevity in a team that's dominated. Yeah. Is is that as good as Skulls? Just yeah, to me, Skulls is above gigs definitely, because he's more central to that team, and he's overall a better player. I would have just done it. I would. I would have thought they would just do it chronologically. So the players that were in it the longest and played the, the longest a goal, I think. I think Giggs is number one there. I think he actually played in the league, league one, so the cheater, I suppose. Well, in the first division. Um, you can't do that because then you might limit yourself in, in good picks. But that, I think that's very right in that people playing right now shouldn't be eligible, or at least there should be a big time lag. It should be like you have to have started at least 15 years ago. I mean, there's I'd, tons of players from that Arsenal squad, that Arsenal era that should probably come ahead, not ahead of Henri, but come before Henri. Burkamp. No, no, no. Um, no. Henri is definitely the best yeah, but if Arsenal you're player put, in the so, Premier League. But, yeah, yeah, but once you put Henri in, can you then can you then go back and pick a player that played with Henri and was at Arsenal before Henri? Can you go and put yeah Vieira uh, yeah. in or Burkamp yeah, yeah. in or yeah, yeah? Um, well, they'd be the two I would be thinking of. But I mean, I, I don't know if there's earlier ones. I don't know if Arsenal were that good when like Tony Adams was playing, for example, in the very early nineties. And- well, it feels like clearly an Arsenal defender is going to get in at some point. I, I I only looked at who's the the two that got through. I haven't looked at the sort of what you're meant to vote on and that sort of thing, and or even I, who the votes. The is winning stuff. It's not. It's going to be a long time. What until Salah gets in, and then Liverpool finally have a player in it. The criteria is won't be winning stuff. I guarantee Gerard will be in. Yeah, well, they- Gerard will be in within five years. Gerard Hooley, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to call it so I can go and eat my dinner. Okay. And on that note, Gerard Houllier has made it into the Premier League Hall of Fame alongside Roy Evans. I just realised Gerard Houllier is good. <laughs> right. See you next week.
Yeah. <laughs>